0: Hello friends, Kingdom Builders, Kingdom Connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to the ministry of Apostle Kenneth Fletcher and the Mind of Conception podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast to help us connect with the body of Christ and contribute to the growth and success of the Kingdom of God. So let's join the teaching of the Word right now. Uh, we thank God for all of you tonight uh, that are on, of course, all the way uh, from Young Center High, Columbus, Ohio. Again, I see the bonds down there in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, you also that are right here uh, with us here in Texas. And again, uh, everyone that has gotten on tonight, and I just believe that God is going to say some things to us that will inspire us and encourage us to continue to run this race with patience, Right. And because, again, it is a race, uh, the Bible talks about running the race with patience, laying aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset us. And so that's something that we all have to be involved in, the realization that I have a race to run, and that race is a marathon and not a sprint, right? And so, again, we, have, we thank God for uh, Linda and Jerry Chapman, also back there in Ohio, Uh, I don't want to miss anybody, but I'm trying to make sure I see everyone on the screen. But uh, we've been talking about uh, uh, dealing with and examining all the different things that come about with the righteousness of God. Because ultimately, as we even got started tonight, the reality of what we all want to do is every one of us wants to please God. Right. Uh, When you are a believer and you've come to know Christ. One of the greatest desires that you have is to be pleasing to God, right? And to be able to know that you are walking and living and doing the things that he really desires us to do. And so we gotta uh, make sure that we are flowing together with him in order to walk in the direction and walk the path that he wants us to walk, right? So one of the things that we want to do is we want to make sure that we have a knowledge and a revelation of concerning how we are to respond and react uh, and in our relationship with God. And so again, I appreciate all of you tonight saying that you're ready and wanting to hear the word. And that is a great thing. I'm excited about that. But also again, remember that the reality is that I have to feed myself on the word of God in such a place that I will begin to respond to it, right? Uh, begin to, again, uh, hear it and put it into the practice. Uh, because one thing that we don't wanna do is we don't wanna get into that realm of where all we do is hear, 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 and we never respond, right? And so the reality is my, my response to the word Shows my faith, right? So again, uh, we want to look at a couple of things tonight that we've been talking about. That you that are listening to the podcast, I'm going to continue to encourage you to listen to the Mind of Conception podcast. The audio that you can get on Spotify, you can get it all over the place, uh, different places. If you ever have heard of what a podcast is, podcast is, you can you know find it in different spots, and you can listen to the teachings over and over again. But we've been talking about the righteousness of God, right? Examining the righteousness of God. Uh, We started off talking about the righteousness of God being revealed, right? From faith to faith, realizing that again, that when it comes to God's righteousness, that God's righteousness has to be revealed, okay? And so if God doesn't reveal it to us, then we don't really know what to do, Uh, Again, we appreciate us, Linda Noda being with us tonight, but just as she was saying earlier, because one of the tricks that the enemy will try to do is to always try to condemn us, right? He will always try to condemn us that we are not measuring up. Well, here's the reality, folks. Outside of God's grace, we actually never can measure up, but thank God he doesn't leave us there, Right? Thank God that he has already told us that our own righteousness, our own works are just as a filthy rag, right? In other words, they don't measure up. But God doesn't leave us in that spot because he gives us his righteousness. So in other words, his grace, his ability, his compassion, his mercy will give us everything we need And all we have to do in a sense is respond to that by faith and then God actually does the work, okay? And so we've been talking about, again, God's righteousness being revealed. Uh, We talked about not uh, not ignoring God's righteousness, not trying to do it on our own, not trying to do it by our own merit or our own goodness, but believing and trusting in him. And then last week we talked about there is none righteous, no, not one. And so we want to understand and keep building on this concept of the righteousness of God and, and I was meditating on this today and contemplating and thinking about it. I said, why is this so important? Because Jesus said some things that will that will almost seem strange if you don't get a revelation of it. And what did he say? Well one of the things he said, He said to his followers, except your righteousness, exceed the righteousness of the uh, scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, wait a minute now. Well, what was the righteousness, so to speak, of the scribes and the Pharisees? The very religious people, they were religious, strict, uh, 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 law-abiding Pharisees. Sadducees, right? They were really uh, stern, if you will, uh, very rigid. But Jesus says to his followers that their righteousness should exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisee. So let's go over and look at that real quickly in Matthew 5. so, So now watch this. If I don't get an understanding of what Jesus is saying right there, That almost seems strange because he's telling his followers that their righteousness should be better than the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, right? But see, the reality is there is none righteous, no, not one. So what is Jesus saying? So watch what he says here in Matthew chapter number five and and again, verse number 20. Well, let me read verse 19 as well. Matthew 5, 19 and 20. Whosoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness Shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. But watch it now. We're gonna read we're gonna read a whole lot, but he goes on to say, You have heard that it was said to them of old time, Thou shalt not kill. And who shall who whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be danger of the judgment. So let me pause right there. So Jesus is showing us right there, it's not an outside work that he's worrying about. It's not the acts of works of things that we do that are more, most important to God. So he's saying to his followers, your righteousness should not be based upon outside works and efforts that you do. Your position and my position with God cannot change based upon my outside efforts. So he says, listen, the law said don't kill, but I'm taking it even deeper than that. I'm not saying don't just don't kill. I'm saying deal with your heart, right? Why are you angry with your brother without a cause, right? Why are you not? Having an attitude of compassion and forgiveness without before you even get to the point of where you're talking about uh, murder. So he says, The righteousness that I want to produce in you is the righteousness of faith that comes from the heart that is not based upon just your outside or your outward deeds of, you know, if you will, good deeds. Now, this is kind of heavy because this is where that fine line comes, even with the people of God. And many times the enemy will try to use this as a way to uh, condemn, as a way to bring accusation, as a way to bring, uh, again, criticism against the children of God, because he'll, he'll try to push us into the feeling like if I'm not doing the best works, right? And if I'm not doing all the deeds, then maybe I'm not, uh, maybe God don't love me as much as he could. Are are y'all following what I'm saying here? You got to just follow me real quickly. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. So this is an area where Jesus said, I want to deal with the heart again. We talked about dealing with the heart, but he said, the righteousness that I'm looking for is not just an outward show of keeping commandments. Are you you seeing what I'm saying? But it's again, it's dealing with why do I do what I do? Or why do I not do what I don't do, right? It's because I'm keeping the commandment of God. And so I'm doing it out of the sincerity of my heart of obedience to him. So the righteousness that he wants from us is the righteousness that exceeds the Pharisees and Sadducees. You say, well, what do you mean? When, if, if you've ever read the scriptures, and I know many of you have, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were very particular of the, of the nuances of the law, but they had no mercy. They had no compassion. They had no forgiveness, right? I mean, they were, they, I mean, they're, they're ready to, they're ready to, uh, again, uh, even jump on Jesus because he healed a man on the Sabbath day. They didn't even consider the healing. They didn't even consider that the man was, you know, now he's no longer a cripple. They weren't even concerned about that compassion for that person. Their only concern was you broke the law, Jesus. You know, you, you healed this man and you did a work on the Sabbath day. So what is God, what is the Lord telling us? He said, wait a minute, I need your righteousness to be focused inside out and not outside in. So what I've learned to say this, I've said this a lot of times, even in teaching and different things, God is more concerned about working in you than he is about working through you. Yes, he will work through you, but he's more concerned about working in you, right? Building the depth of that relationship that you have with him where your confidence is that you know that again God is good and that he is with you that you are that you know that he'll never leave you you know for a fact that he'll never forsake you you know for a fact that you are in a in an eternal relationship with him and that's one of the ways that God wants to work with each one of us. And so it's again, so he tells his followers, hey, don't don't try to think that what I'm looking for is what you notice from these Pharisees, right? Because they were strict to the law. Those scribes and Pharisees, I mean, they, they, they had the law of Moses and they wanted to do the law of Moses, but it was not in their heart, right? Glory to God. Because again, if God is in your heart, then you won't Kill, right? You won't steal. Glory to God. You won't be angry with your brother for no reason. And even if that happens to come up, you will get it right with the Lord. You understand what I mean? You, you're not going to hold stuff and, and keep pondering. You Watch this. When you have him in your heart, there will be forgiveness, right? You realize that you have to forgive them because God has forgiven you. And so he's trying to get us to that point of that kind of righteousness. Now, now, the reason we do these outward works is not to try to get position with God, but it's because we have position with God. You understand what I mean? I've been born into his kingdom. So he says, you can't just do it out from an outward standpoint. Because if you do it from an outward standpoint only, you'll never really enter into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven has to work from within. All right? So quickly, just with that being said, I just want to drop this uh, scripture on you. You can look it up later. It's Romans 14 and 17. And he begins to tell us what the kingdom of God is. So write it down and you can look at it later. He says, Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not, meat and drink, but what is it? It is righteousness, come on now, peace, come on now, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So again, the kingdom of God is righteousness. It is God's way of doing and being right. And it is so contrary. Let me say it the right way. Help me to say this, Holy Ghost. the, the, the God's righteousness Is not like our righteousness. In fact, watch what he said, watch what Jesus said. He said, Blessed are you who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Glory to God. So you got to get a revelation. You know why? My listen, slow down, preacher. Don't get too excited. You know why many times we will be persecuted for righteousness' sake? Because we're gonna do things God's way. And listen, God's way doesn't always fit into society and to man's way, right? When you keep the word of God and you make your decisions and opinions based upon the word of God to a lot of the world, you will be persecuted for that. Why? Because it is is many times... Not totally all the time, but many times it's 180 degree different than the way the world thinks. The world thinks like this. If somebody gets you, you're gonna get them back and you should get them back double for the way they got you. See, that's the way that's the world way of thinking, right? So, so so if you and I, slow down, preach, I'm getting excited here. If you and I make it a point to keep God's righteousness we're going to be persecuted. Uh, you can look at it in so many aspects and I don't have time to deal with everything you know whether it's on a career in a career path, whether it's in a a, a, a a societal situation, and you say, well, this I believe this and I'm not judging you at all. this is what I believe and this is how I'm going to live, right and and, and you do what you have to do, but this is what I believe and this is what I'm gonna do. Many times you will be you will be ostracized, you will be pushed aside. People don't want to deal with you. They'll tell you, i uh, go ahead and just put a few uh, false things on the paperwork. It ain't gonna bother nobody." You know, everybody puts a few few lies on there. You know, just just go ahead and do it. I mean, it's, everybody does that. But but when you say no, I'm not lying. You know, uh, let me give let me give you a more a uh, 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 personal example. Uh, if you if you make a mistake in your career and and and, and, and your mistake was found out and was noticed and a problem transpired instead of trying to just own up to the mistake, the world tells you oh just lie about it just lie and say you didn't do it. Or whatever have you? Uh, Just you know, uh, listen. Because if you don't lie, we all going to be messed up. And and then you say, well, listen, no, I made a mistake. I didn't do right. But I'm not going to sit here and lie and try to cover myself. You will be persecuted for that, and you're being persecuted for righteousness for doing the right thing. But when we do that, people of God, glory to God. He said, yours is the kingdom of heaven. So many times. Uh, God's way is so so different and it's not the way of the world right he calls it a narrow path right he calls it a straight gate right he said but broad is the path and wide is the way that leadeth to destruction glory to God and there be many that go there at glory to God but you and i have been called, to walk on that narrow path. And what is that narrow path? That narrow path is understanding this very simply, very simple, that God's way is right, period. There's no debating it. There's no arguing with it. There's no There's no discussing it, right? His way is right. But watch how narrow that sounds to people because people don't want that. They want another way. They want another path to get around but God said you got to go the straight way glory to God that's for all of us folks it's not just you know it's it's not just for certain few he said if you're going to follow him we got to follow in his footsteps and he lives a life of righteousness okay and so so we got to make sure that our righteousness will exceed the righteousness of the of the scribes and of the Pharisees, okay? So watch what he says here. He says over in Romans chapter three, many of you already know this and you probably quoted it to other people that there is none righteous, right? No, not one. So thank God he doesn't leave us right there. He says there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans chapter number three and verse number 10, real quickly, as it is written, there is none righteous, no Not one. But wait a minute now, he just told me that my righteousness has to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, but now he's telling me there is none righteous. Well, what are you talking about here, Jesus? I mean, what how am I going to be righteous if there's nobody righteous? But you're telling me I should have a more righteousness than the scribes and the Pharisees. So you're going to have to give me a revelation of what you're saying, right? What is he saying? And he goes on to explain about all the stuff that we do. Again, if you read, I don't have time to read that tonight because it's just trying to get the point, main points here. But you wanna read, read from verse 10 all the way down to verse 21. But I'm gonna read verse 21 now and show you what God is trying to do. Now he says, there is none righteous. But if you and I will believe him and cling to him and adhere to him, In everything that we do, glory to God, we depend upon him to justify us, right? I I can't justify myself. I can't, uh, if you will, defend myself in the sense of, you, you uh, you know, defending my actions, right? Especially when they're contrary to what God has said, I have to just say I was wrong whatever have you, or again, somebody said, repent. I got to say, I got to repent and say, no, I was wrong. God is right. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. Oh Lord. Well, praise God. (laughs) Lord, have mercy tonight. So watch what he says here, glory to God. And God is so good to us, folks. He's gracious to us, you know, and and I've seen this in the body of Christ and preaching different places and and people come up for prayer, whatever have you, and, and you know they're all condemned and they're all beat down, and, and but folks, listen. Here's the reality. The reality is my focus is more on me than it is on him. You understand what I'm saying? If I'm always focused on me, I will be I will be condemned. If I'm always focused on myself and what I'm not doing and what I am doing, and you know if I'm doing enough or I'm not doing enough or or I you know. I, my heart will condemn me but if i can keep looking to him if i can keep looking at him and giving it all over to him and putting it all in his hands right glory to god he becomes the author and the finisher of my faith okay praise god so so i hope you're holding on to that so watch what he says here folks he says in romans chapter 3 and t- verse 21 now. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now watch this, this this, this is good here. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. for there is no difference, keep going for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, watch this now, being justified freely by his grace mm, 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 through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Folks, that is a wonderful way to live. That is such an encouraging way to live your life. Yes, nobody is righteous. Everybody has sinned. But thank God that he doesn't leave us there. Even in our everyday activity, he says he can justify us. He justifies the ungodly because of your faith in what Jesus has done. That's the only substitute and the only uh, sacrifice that God will accept. So that's why he tells the Pharisees, all your little tithing and and giving of mint. And as the Pharisee said, you know, Lord, I fast three times a week and Lord, I, you know, I tithe of everything that I have and I do this and I do that and I do the other. And I'm not even like this sinner here that's praying that won't look up. and the, And Jesus said the sinner in the temple was like, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said the man that was praying that way was justified, but the Pharisee, he was not justified. God, like I don't need your righteousness. I don't need your 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 attempts to be pleasing to me. Oh, glory to God! Hey, man. In fact, Jesus said it this way: I did not come to call the righteous, but I come to call sinners to repentance. So when I put faith in Him, when you and I put faith in Him, when I cling to Him for every aspect of my life. God counts it as righteousness. <laughs> I really hope you can grab this because it's going to help you stop trying, stop condemning yourself. Oh, I'm not talking to everyone. Stop beating yourself up, realizing that your faith in him and his ability and what he has said is what is going to give you the right standing with God. Okay, I pray that you grab that. So last one tonight, glory to God. So let's go over to the book of Titus real quickly the book of Titus chapter number three. And its I'm not just talking about for salvation, right? For like, you know, being becoming a believer. But folks, our whole life is supposed to be a life of faith, right? The just shall live by faith. So in, when I'm talking to God, when I'm praying, when I'm doing any kind of preaching, teaching, ministry, uh, anything God's called me to do, I have to do it by faith in him, glory to God, not by my own uh, intellect and my own works. So let let me me just read the scripture here, glory to God. So watch what he says. Uh, Boy, let's start here at Titus chapter number three. And uh, let's let's start at verse three, Titus three and three. We're going to read down uh, to verse number uh, seven. Watch this. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. Glory to God not by works of righteousness, which we have done, (laughs) but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now we could just keep on reading, 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 because to me the word of God is so good. You know, it, it's all good. It's and it's so good. But but listen, the point I'm making is that there was a time that we didn't do right. And the only reason we can do right now was not by our own works of righteousness. But it, it, you say, well, well, that sounds good, but I'm talking about my everyday life. Folks, listen to me. You got you to hear me correctly. The same faith that brings you salvation is the same faith that's going to bring sanctification and growth into your life. It's by the washing and regenerating and renewing of the spirit of God. It doesn't matter how long you walk with God. I've been walking with God now for 30 plus years, but I come to understand that my growth and development and and whatever goodness comes out of me, it only comes by the washing and regenerating and renewing of the spirit of God, folks. It's never our work or our doing and thank God for his goodness, his kindness, his mercy, his, his, you know, glory to God, everything that he's done for us that we never ever deserved or owned while we were yet sinners in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Folks, so he died for you when you weren't even thinking about him. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that you can do something to make him. Man, amen. amen. Thank God for his word. We pray that you were blessed by the teaching on our podcast today. Please join us for online fellowship in our personal Zoom room. The access code is 931-432-8488. And the password is a number two. God bless you. We love you and hope to connect with you soon. Until then, continue to be about the Father's business.